This episode of Knights of Degradation may not be suitable for children or impressionable adults. Listener discretion is advised. somebody who doesn't know anything about it or who's never heard of it. I think I said this before when we talked, but I remember telling people about this podcast and they started asking me or saying things about D&D and I was like, wow, you guys actually have no idea what it is, do you? So what what do you do if you got somebody that you think would be good at it? Um, if you think you got somebody that would be good at it or if somebody shows interest but they don't know what it is, how do you, like, how do you explain it to them? Well, first I clear up any misconceptions. So um, D&D is not a game where the DM is trying to kill you to win. D&D is not a game where anybody really wins. It's a game that is a collaborative effort, which everybody takes a a part of to create a story and essentially create an experience to work together and hone one's skills. So that's, in essence, how I describe it. Um, I think that a lot of people get the wrong idea when you say D&D because a lot of D&D memes, a lot of D&D pages. A lot of D&D fans seem to think that the DM is out to get them. And that's not, never, should never be the case anyway, unless that's like a, a predetermined rule of the game that is there for a reason. Um, but that's how I describe it. it it's there f- it's for you to spend time with your friends or people that you think would work well together and not only create a story, but to basically create skills for yourself it's um i can't tell you how many skills it it can help you uh hone into or even break into it it's incredible so that that's kind of how i describe it now i have played with dms who are absolutely out to get their players and it's just no fun ever i I hate it my my first dm was my cousin and that's kind of how he was would find any reason to kill people or stop them from having fun and it just was seemed really counterproductive but you just said it like telling a story. That's exactly how I describe it to everybody. Just short and sweet. It's me and my friends sitting together, like making up a story together, and that's it. It's the same thing like people who do story dice, right? You roll dice and come up with a story. That's just what we do, but with predetermined characters. Mm-hmm. See, for me, um, actually, the script that I have prepared for the special thing that we're doing um, that came from a campaign where I was DMing for somebody who'd never played before, didn't really. Uh, know what D&D was um, and they were really the only person I've ever had that had no idea what D&D was before I sh- tried to play with them so I told them just anything you know about it forget it and that really kind of put a lot more pressure on me but I didn't want them to like Gage said go in with any misconceptions about what D&D is and just experience it because uh, really experiences first hand experiences will be more memorable and more influential on what they think D&D is about than me telling them what it's actually about. You know, their their own experience is going to be more beneficial to them than anything I say. Yeah, so, and 
again, talking about playing with, with DMs who kind of act like that. I've played with people who have a very weird misconception about what D&D is, and again, it's not fun to play with at all. Yeah. I used to play with a guy who um, was not interested in role-playing at all. He was there for the combat, which is fine. You know, some people people play D&D for different reasons, but if you're going to do that, you need to find a game that is combat-centric and not a political game like what we were playing. So we'd have a we'd have a combat scenario once every two sessions or, or so, and it was quick and to the point because there were a lot of us. And um, once that would be done, he'd kind of zone out and not talk until we got into combat again, and that was not fun. Um, there's, you know, D and D has the ability to be whatever you want. And any type of game you can play can be whatever you want. And if you want to play a certain type of game, you need to know prior what kind of game that's going to be so that you you don't get disappointed and you don't drag the other players down. Absolutely. That's why, like, I think we've talked before about, like, making sure the genre is, you're very upfront about it. Like, hey, this is a horror campaign or this is going to be, like, political intrigue and things like that. I think that's really important, too. So, it's a, And, again, it's all about the the expectations that you can set for players, I think is very important for sure. Let me ask you, how did you guys, uh, or any of you, uh, um, any of you guys, how did you, or did you have any issues, I guess, when you started playing as far as your parents go? Not my parents. Um, so my family has, you know, they're, they were kind of religious, and I say that very loosely because the, we, the, we went to church whenever my mom felt sad about something. But uh, and that was about it. But um, I remember telling my f- my family that I was starting to play D and D, and my dad kind of laughed at me. He was like, "You're you're wasting your time." <laughs> and um, I was, you know, uh, not upset about it. I was just like, "Oh, you you just don't get it, Dad." You know, it's 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 not a, it's not a waste of time. It's time to spend with my friends, and my mom just didn't care. <laughs> um, it was kind of a waste of time, but it was the best waste of time that I can honestly envision. And I guess not even really a waste of time because it taught me quite a bit. So, um, For me, um, my parents, I don't really remember much about how they first reacted to me getting involved with it. Because uh, the first time I went, I don't think I told them I was going to play D- Dungeons & Dragons. I just told them I was going to go hang out with my friends because that's all I really knew I was doing. I didn't know how to play Dungeons & Dragons. Um, but then when I started getting into it as a DM myself and I started having Amazon ship things to the house, whether it was like terrain pieces or miniatures, whatever it was, and then all these boxes would start to pile up, they'd kind of get a little annoyed, which I guess I can understand now being, <laughs> you know, uh, out on my own. And, man, why do we have so many cardboard boxes piled up next to the trash can? I guess I can I, I understand, Mom and Dad, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> um, but... I think I kind of had a similar situation that Gage had where my dad thought it was kind of a waste of time. But my dad also uh, very much about making sure you have, you know, food on the table, uh, a roof over your head, that kind of thing, making sure you have your essentials first. And uh, I remember a lot of my childhood, there was a lot of, or not necessarily my childhood, but my upbringing, there was a lot of um, times where that that kind of topic, you know, food, shelter, all that kind of got stressful for, especially for my dad, but both for my mom and dad. Um, so uh, my mom, I think she was very similar as, as Gage's mom as well. 
uh, kind of didn't really care a whole lot. It was just me, you know, being a teenager, playing a game. So that sounds like a pretty consistent story uh, for the 90s uh, moms because mine, mine was the same way. My mom didn't really care at first, and then it became something that I think annoyed her at a point because I was doing it so often, and it became literally all I would do. I would play, go to school and play Dungeon Dragon, and that's it. If I wasn't at school, I was, you know, drawing and building stories and building worlds and things like that. And then eventually she saw the the benefits that it had on me socially, and then she became really supportive of it. And she's still one of my biggest supporters just as a person in general today. But my dad, who wasn't around a lot when I was younger, and he would kind of pop in for a little bit and then leave for a long time again, he, at at first he was just kind of like, eh, stupid, nerdy stuff, it's a waste of time. But then I remember one instance where he came back for a little bit and – like, just slammed me for it, like, told me about how, how it's evil and how it's bad and how there's ties to, like, the old, like, 70s and 80s anti-God type stuff. And I was like, no, it's not it's not what we do at all. You just don't understand what it is. But the, the biggest memory I have about that is, again, went quite a while without seeing him. And then when my wife and I started our theater company, we did our very first show, and he showed up at the first night which was this super surreal experience to just have your dad kind of show up at a theater show you you directed. And afterwards, we talked outside for a little bit, and it was we were talking, and then it got really silent, and I saw him look into the theater, and he said, you're probably able to do this because all the Dungeons & Dragons you played. And I was like, yeah, it's exactly, it's exactly why I'm able to do you know anything creative or social right now. And ever since then, he's been 100% understanding and supportive. So that's kind of nice that's, to have that, that. That's cool. To have that, it was again rough, kind of growing up. But now being an adult, it's it's really cool to see that side of it and to see him make that realization of how beneficial it is. I do think that's something that's totally gone now. I think we're at a point where D and D's there's that stigma is pretty much gone, at least part of it. And I don't think kids now are going to grow up with their parents like giving them a hard time for playing it. That's kind of because everybody realized that D&D is just a big-ass game of Mad Libs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's such a good way to describe I've never thought of that before. But I do think that I did have some uh, some similarities to your mom as well with the annoyance, especially when I started DMing and having all these people over. And uh, sometimes uh, I'd either try to provide food for them, whether it was you know buying pizza or something like that. Or sometimes I'd ask mom, mom, hey, you mind cooking for four extra people tonight? And it's like, whoa, that's last minute. Thanks for that. So, mom, I'm sorry. I understand. <laughs> uh, now that I'm trying to feed them all myself, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that's, I mean, that's so cool because, I mean, not, not cool that it was annoying for your mom, but I think that's a big thing for the person who DMs because your house kind of becomes the house that people go to and play. And that's how mine was too. I mean, we'd have... 16 kids crammed into like a 15 by 15 foot bedroom and it would just reek of BO and (laughs) nasty smells of soda and pizza and stuff. And she was just all kinds of cool with it. And like, I remember we, uh, this isn't super, again, I used to be a bad person. So keep that in mind. But I, I had a date for this prom or homecoming. I can't remember. And I called her like an hour before I was supposed to pick her up and just canceled and played D and D with my friends all night. Cause it just seemed like way more fun. (laughs) (laughs) So, and, and that when I told my mom that, she's like, that's a good idea. That seems like a better use of your time. So, I don't know, like you said, always been supportive. And I, I definitely am excited to see that in, in more kids and stuff. And, again, it's, it's weird. Like, I'm an old man now talking about how my parents felt about something. But it's good to reflect on that to make sure I can, I can sort of 
adjust accordingly for when I have kids. Yeah. You know, quick side note. Um, I think D&D has turned me into a better host. Ever really? since I've gotten on my own and uh, have had, you know, numerous places to myself, the first thing that I that I did when I was looking for a house was I scouted out the second biggest room in the house and was like, that's the D&D room. And I'm currently building the D&D room in my house now, and I just have stars in my eyes every time I walk in there. So that's it, awesome. It, I, I love D&D because it's honestly made me more space conscious and a lot better at interior design, I would say, <laughs> which is not something that it would usually do. But it, it, D&D can help you with pretty much any skill. Yeah. If I can get in on that topic, like what do you have uh, plans for your D&D room? So I run a bunch of different systems, as, as you guys know. So each wall is dedicated to a different system, the, the top four that I play. Oh, so nice. I've got a D&D room or a D&D wall, a Call of Cthulhu wall, um, a system that Monty Cook made called um, uh, Numenara um, and Straight to VHS. All four walls that are they're going to be Sweet. dedicated to that. And I'm going to get neon lights for each one of them that will say the, the system on it. It's just going to be hopefully our, our emblem right there on one of those <laughs> walls, you know. So Absolutely. If we can get one of those big decals and put mm -hmm. them on there, that'd be cool. Yep. So what about you, John? You're relatively newer to this, but uh, your parents have any reactions to it? I haven't talked to them. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I talked to uh, one of my in-laws about it and uh, was instantly greeted with like just a, sh a shutdown, get away from that, it's satanic. That's That was the start of the really? conversation. Yeah, wow. and uh, that pretty much shut down that conversation pretty quick and then even found out uh, a few days ago, apparently she went to my wife and told her that I needed to not be doing it as well. Um, so not very supportive. Um, I just said, and I said, well, I haven't played a ton of it, but at the end of the day, it's just a game. And it was a, uh, I said, it's pretty much like, think of like the choose your own adventure, like book series. I said, literally, you're just choosing your own adventure or you're rolling a dice to help you go through your adventure. And you're sitting around with some friends and you're just trying to make a story together. That was how I described it. But they were like, just totally against it. And, uh, I'm like, well. I'm like, we're not doing any rituals. We're not trying to summon demons. Uh, that's <laughs> not really. So. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, I was just trying to reassure her, like, I'm not trying to do anything sketchy, and I'm not trying to uh, get, you know, get her daughter involved in anything crazy. Like, that's, I mean, you, she knows me. Like, I feel like I'm probably one of the nicest guys she knows. Uh, again, that's a pat on my own back, but. <laughs> You're one of the <laughs> nicest guys I know. That's, so. I can well, I third that, I guess. Well, I, I appreciate <laughs> that, but. Um, I think you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. We got to even it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> two two bricks on the stack, and you kick them both off. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, either way, I, I'm not sure how to handle this at all. But that's wild. Uh, so then I was like, do I even want to bring it up to my parents? Because yeah, I feel like my parents would take it better. But to be honest with you, I just hadn't brought it up to him. I think I told my dad I was doing a podcast, and he was like, oh, cool. But I don't think he asked any questions or anything about it. My dad's sort of just like, a, yeah, you do your own thing. I'll support you. I don't have to know about it. I'm just cool. How'd your, if you don't mind me asking, I want to get super personal, but how'd your wife respond to being told that you shouldn't do it? Like, did, was she on board with that or? I think she just shrugged it off. Yeah. I'll say, I don't, I don't think she had that conversation from what I gathered. It frustrated her, but I don't know if it, like it, where the conversation went. And I'll say, cause I know Janetta's first thought about D and D was that it was, a. Uh, I think she was just jealous cause it was taking my time. 
but I know it was like the second session going over to Gage's house. She called it that stupid game. <laughs> <laughs> See, my wife had the very same reaction until she started playing herself. Yeah. And then she's like, when are we playing D&D again? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's my wife's been nothing but supportive since day one, and I, that's why I feel even more like a jerk for not having like sat down and played with her yet. But I mentioned before how that's something I'm still pretty nervous to do. It can sure. be nerve-wracking. I yeah. understand the nervousness about yeah i'm that. down to have janetta play sometime i'll say but i just we hadn't done it. she saw me play one time over at a uh, uh george's and andy's and uh, whatever you call that place in beaver creek that they all live in i don't know whose place it uh, technically house? is <laughs> <laughs> the hovel like what do you want john well i mean am i supposed to just list off all their names and say their their place hey, first and last name Exact address. Yeah, what's the address? <laughs> in the, do you have any of their socials? <laughs> all, all of them but one. <laughs> I'm a trusting person, you know. <laughs> well, see, th- I think your your first mistake was to have your mother-in-law even be willing to talk to you. Because my mother-in-law absolutely hates me and just <laughs> won't even really be in the same room as me. So I don't have to worry about her approval. So, yeah. See, I, I kind of disagree <laughs> with that because my mother-in-law plays D&D with us. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's so awesome. That's I never really expected cool. in a million years to have my mother-in-law or any in-law playing D&D with us. But my mother-in-law plays D&D with us. She also plays video games with us because she's awesome. Um, but my father-in-law, he doesn't understand D&D at all. He just kind of laughs about it whenever we say we're going to play it at, or something like that. But he's still supportive of playing it, but yeah, uh, he just doesn't understand. Oh, I, I did tell my grandma and my uncle today. And my, my uncle, I think he called it nerd shit. Um, <laughs> and then he chuckled. And then he said one of his buddies was trying to tell him about a, a rogue with daggers. And he said, just shut up, man, and get back to Apex. <laughs> and then uh, uh, my grandma, she just she just nodded and said, cool. So she, I don't know how she felt about it. She sort of was more reserved. But what was that? I, didn't, I didn't go into detail. They just asked me because I was over at their house before here. And they were like, why are you leaving? We're about to cook food. And I'm like, I like food, but I have to go. So, this might be a long shot, but mom, dad, if you're listening, I will totally DM a game of D and D for you if you're willing to play. If not, I totally understand. But at least give it a shot. I think that'd be really cool. I know we talked about like having a a wives takeover or something like have them come play. I think it'd be cool to have all of our parents come play. Yeah, that'd be sweet. It'd be very interesting to but see both parents, one character. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> Dad controls the arms. Mom controls the legs. And they have to roll for each action. Yeah. <laughs> that sentence made me uncomfortable, and I'd like to move on. <laughs> <laughs>